Iowa's Newsworthy Past is a project imagined and curated by me, Kristen Noonan, a newly minted librarian. With help from Rod Library at the University of Northern Iowa, I come through an encyclopedic, handy-dandy, Iowa Historical Newspaper Library Guide to select stories and record myself reading them out loud all in my basement. The music you're listening to right now is by Iowa City's Blake Shaw, and the music you're about to notice in the background is by Memphis resident Brendan Lee Spengler. Tune in and out as your time allows, and please enjoy your totally free, no strings attached, last from the past. It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to January 21st on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Our first stop on this day in history will be in McGregor, Iowa in the weekly North Iowa Times newspaper on January 21st, 1863. I'm your host, Kristen Noonan. It's a pleasure to be your guide today. Let's roll. Weather, markets, etc. Since our last issue, we have enjoyed pleasant winter weather, the tendency being gradually to an increased temperature which culminated Monday evening in a warm snowstorm, the fall of snow being about two inches. Large quantities of pork and merchandise have been transported across the ice in teams during the past week. Receipts of produce have been very heavy. On Friday, it is estimated there were from 900 to 1,000 teams in town laden with pork, wheat, etc. We counted at one time, 178 teams waiting to have their loads weighed at the city scales. The clerks have been kept so busy that it has been impossible to get any figures on the amount of produce weighed for that day or for the week. The rush was immense and on Thursday and Friday the city scales could not weigh all that was offered. Other scales were called into requisition and large quantities of pork was lumped off. Colonel 8A.P. Richardson bought one lot of 100 hogs in the lump. Probably so much produce was never before offered in one day. As we go to press Tuesday p.m., the rush still continues and Main Street is blocked from Market Square to R.Y. Corey's store with loads of produce. It is a good sight for any person who has got the Blue Devils. A new platform has been erected adjoining the city scales, on which two additional set of scales is placed by the authority of the city and under the superintendence of Captain D.B. Huffman, city weigher. Benton Brothers and Company, quote, Amber, Iowa, at 95, number 1, 90 by 93, Number 2, 80A85, rejected 70A75, pork $3.30, A $4.30, hides dry 16, green 7, and so on and so forth. New York Dispatches of Monday PM announces gold at 107 and 7 ace. Stocks active and better. 
Milwaukee dispatches of same date place wheat in fair demand at 103A113. Pleasing everybody. We do not remember to have read anything better than the following sentiments. They are true to the letter. Heaven help the man who imagines he can dodge his enemy by trying to please everybody. If such an individual ever succeeded, we should be glad to know it. Not that we believe a man's going through the world trying to find beams to knock his head against, disputing every man's opinion, elbowing and crowding all who differ from him. That again is another extreme. Other people have a right to their opinion. So have you. Don't fall into the error of supposing they respect you more for turning your coat every day to match the color of theirs. Wear your own colors, spite of wind or weather, storm or sunshine. It costs the vacillating and irresolute ten times the trouble to wind and shuffle than it does that it does honest, manly independence to stand its ground. Take what time you please to make up your mind. Having once made it up, stick to it like a burr to a chestnut. Home and Other Items The annual meeting of the Clayton County Sabbath School Association was held at the Baptist Church last week, commencing on the afternoon of Tuesday. There was a large attendance and the exercises were very interesting. Quite full proceedings will be found in another column, as well as an essay by Mrs. Grant, and in an anonymous poem, poem which were voted publication in this paper by the association. The essay reflects much credit upon the head and heart of the writer. The poem is full of inspiration and noble sentiment. We trust the writer will favor our columns with frequent productions of her pen. During the past week, McGregor has been a bustling, lively metropolis, a miniature New York, a high-pressure engine for energy and a hive for activity. No other town side, this of 1776, in the wide, wide world, has shown so many lively colors as this same narrow city of ours. On Monday, one of the long caravan of park teams, which came in from the country, bore conspicuously displayed upon the side of an immense porker the words, Old Abe. Until Monday night, the skating upon the river has been splendid. Monday afternoon, the ice opposite the levee was thronged with skaters. Many ladies graced the ice with their presence and put their best foot forward. There were gentlemen present to provide every lady with an export, escort, and many a fair one took her first lesson in the skating school. It is a beautiful, healthy exercise, and not only lends grace to the beautiful, but stamps the cyanet of health upon the cheek. All hail to the new era of rosy cheeks and laughing eyes, and good riddance to the languid pallor and dreamy abstractions. All over the land, the ladies are learning to skate, and a new era for womanhood is dawning. No pent-up Utica sort of skating pond contracts the freedom of our muscles here away, but the bowed, glassy bosom of the Mississippi 
offers the most delightful enjoyment without cost to every man and woman who loves to strike out. Captain George H. Otis of the 2nd Wisconsin Regiment, who used to manipulate the types in this office in the days of yore, has recently been presented by members of his company with a beautiful sword of the finest Damascus finish, which costs $76. George will wield it well. A dispatch from Colonel Merrill to the Dubuque Times announces that the 21st Iowa Regiment have fleshed their maiden swords and covered themselves with glory. All honor to them for it. The dispatch says that our forces numbered but 900 in the fight and two pieces of artillery consisting of selected detachments of the 21st Iowa, 99th Illinois, 3rd Iowa and 3rd Missouri Cavalry. The rebel force was 4,500 under Marmaduke. The engagement was short, sharp, and decisive, being continuous for five hours. When getting out of ammunition, our forces fell back, taking everything with them, including several prisoners. Lieutenant Colonel Dunlap was wounded. Colonel Merrill commanded the Federal forces and has won fame. Glory enough for one day. The annual meeting of the Dime Society connected with the Congregational Church will be held at the house of William Hunting on Thursday evening of this week. Ladies are invited at 7 o'clock, gentlemen at 8. We hear that the woods adjacent to town are full of game, which is an unusually fat and fine condition. The snow of Monday night has set the deer hunters in motion and it is probable in a day or two our tables will be well supplied with venison. A disgraceful affair recently occurred at Ayuka in Keokuk County in this state. It appears there was a full company of men that have been organized and sworn into the service which Governor Kirkwood attached to Colonel O'Brien's 42nd Regiment. A few days since, when Colonel O'Brien appeared to attach the company to his regiment, the company turned out and saluted him with hisses and swore they would, shirt, they would shoot the first blue coat that dared to attempt to force them. Afterwards they gave, so the Muscatine Journal says, three cheers for Jeff Davis. We should like to know for what purpose these men enlisted, if not to fight Jeff Davis, and what earthly palation there can be for such proceedings. Governor Kirkwood should teach these mutineers a lesson which will incure them of mutineering and relieve the state of the odium of such proceedings as these. Later intelligence from this company states that they are mustered into the 7th Iowa Cavalry. Lieutenant N.J. O'Brien informs us that the 7th Iowa Cavalry Regiment is filling up fast and will soon have full ranks. It is desired to have a full company from Clayton County. The service is pleasant and not so exhausting as the infantry service. Lieutenant O'Brien will be at McRath's Clothing Room, O'Brien's Block, to receive recruits, furnish subs subsistence and transportation. This is really a fine opportunity to go into the service. The McGregor Sanitary Society meets this week on Wednesday afternoon at the house of Mrs. A. P. Richardson. 
The Society solicits donations of dried and canned fruits, jellies, cornstarch, and farina to help a box they are about packing to send away for the comfort of sick and wounded Iowa soldiers. All articles donated for this purpose may be left with Mrs. Kennedy, depository, and will be thankfully received. A day or two since the Society received from some unknown source a pair of woolen socks with the accompanying poem, which we are requested to publish, while tendering the thanks of the Society to the donor and author. These socks I complete for the soldiers whose feet have kept them to the march of the nation, that have never yet beat a shameful retreat, bringing national humiliation. Remember, the toe should be kept toward the foe, though the bullets and bombs thickly rattle. He his cowardice seals that showeth his heels in the midst of a fierce bloody battle. While for justice and rights you shout, you shall gallantly fight, the old star-spangled banner defending. Not idly will pause for the glorious cause. Our toils and our prayers will be blending. If united we stand, the day is at hand, when glad peace shall return to our borders. Oh, the deep soul-felt joy of the brave soldier boy, when for home he receives marching orders. McGregor, Iowa, December 1st, 1862. K.M. Wanted to exchange two large improved farms valued at 9,000 each in South County, Wisconsin, for city property in McGregor or Prairie du Chien. The above farms are of about 400 acres each, with good houses, barns, and outhouses, good soil, and well-watered. Title, encumbered property would not be objectionable in trade. For particulars, apply by letter to C.R. Gallet, Portage, Wisconsin. And that's it for January 21st on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Thanks for tuning in. Hey there, thanks for listening. Hey, if you liked your ride, remember that you can follow me on Instagram at Iowa's Newsworthy Past. If you didn't like your ride, well, maybe you will tomorrow.